Do you find yourself working and stressing all week long, never finding time to take a break? Are you wondering if something like weekly Sabbath is even possible for a busy mom like you? Do you believe the Lord is calling you to something more with him, but can't seem to find enough time to seek him and find out? With all the to-dos looming over your head, especially when you think about what you want to do to be living quote-unquote healthy, it can be really overwhelming to think about now setting aside more time for weekly rest too. I know firsthand that it can be challenging, especially if you're anything like me and are driven by achievement, accomplishment, and productivity, but... The Lord has been teaching me so much about rest, and I want to share it with you. Today, I want to talk about what developing a weekly rhythm of rest might look like for you and how it can impact your ability to live healthy and empowered like you're longing for. Even if you have good rhythms of daily rest, like sleeping and quiet times, the Bible has some things to teach about having weekly rhythms in place too for resting. So grab your notebook and Bible and let's dive in. Hey, sweet friend. Welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your best choices so you can finally get healthy for good? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals, motivation to work out, or does God really care about my health? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to get healthy. I too worried that I wasn't prioritizing my time well and wished that I could finally let go and let God. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices or do the things that God was asking me to do until I found a little secret that helped me redefine health God's way. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and encouragement you need to live healthy consistently through simple lifestyle habits and a biblical mindset so that you will live in true confidence, joy, and freedom as the mom God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, reheat your coffee again, and let's do this. So today I want to share another rhythm of rest in living healthy and empowered. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. So glad you're here. I'm in the middle of a mini series on rhythms of rest, obviously. Two weeks ago, I did an intro episode on the topic of rest and its importance to God and to your living healthy. Last week, I shared the first rhythm of rest, which was daily rest. I gave you some very practical ways to add rest to your daily life and left you with some challenges. So if you haven't listened to either of those yet, I highly recommend going back and listening to those after you listen to this one. Now, the rhythm of rest I want to talk about today is weekly rest. You might automatically think about Sabbath when I say that, and yes, that's a part of it, but as I'm sure you know, in our new life with Jesus Christ, we're no longer bound by laws, including Sabbath, which means we don't have to follow the rules of Sabbath in order to be in relationship with God. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't certain aspects of or ideas behind Sabbath that aren't important for how we're able to live our life um, as the Lord is calling us to live it, right? And one of those things being taking care of our minds and our bodies, which rest does. Before I get too much into the practical things I want to talk about in this episode, I want to share briefly how the Lord laid this idea of weekly Sabbath on my heart over the last few months. I also want to say that I am no expert in this area. In fact, I'm learning right along with you here. I think I mentioned in one or both of the previous episodes, but I'm literally being taught and putting these things into practice as I share them with you. So what I talk about today is just what I've come to learn and realize recently and in no way an exhaustive list of how to establish weekly rhythms of Sabbath. How you put these ideas into practice and how you come up with your own will have to be something that you talk to the Lord about and hear his leaning on. Anyways, back to the idea of weekly rest and how it came to me. I was reading through the book of Exodus in the Bible a few months back, and this word Sabbath just stuck out to me all over. I'll just share two examples really quick. The first is that in the Ten Commandments, when the Lord gives those to Moses, the Lord speaks the most words about 
about the commandment for Sabbath. In Exodus 20 is where you'll find the, the Ten Commandments. I actually want to read them all so that you have a comparison for what I mean when I say the Lord uses the most words about Sabbath. So starting in verse 1, and I'll read through verse 17, and I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, Then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God before me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children to the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. So, four whole verses God uses to talk about the Sabbath. It's important, I'd say. And the other time it stuck out to me was after the Lord had spoken to Moses about all the details of making the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the altars, the priest's garments, all the things— It was like six chapters worth of instruction with so much detail, and I'm sure Moses and the Lord were anticipating it taking a good amount of time to complete all of that. Like, I assume it's not just going to take a few days. It was probably months or or more of work, um, given the lack of tools and technology they had and all that. Anyways, at the end of all this, the Lord again talks to Moses about the Sabbath. So in Exodus 31, verses 12 through 17 in the New Living Translation, it says... The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given to you so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day for it is holy a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. Now, I'm not going to get into that last part there of how it says it's a covenant obligation for all time. There's scripture that says that Jesus himself didn't keep the Sabbath to a T, but... What I do want to point out is where I think it shares the heart behind the Sabbath and what it truly means. Yes, our bodies and minds need physical rest from work and worries, but I think there's a heart check, a mindset behind it too that we can take away. In verse 13, it says it's a sign of the covenant from generation to generation. So that tells me it's a way for generations to pass down the promises of God and 
and all they know about him to each generation following, like a cue to jog their memory every time they start to get distracted or led away to various other things in life, right? And how often do we have every intention of doing family devotions with the kids or teaching them about the Bible every day or even praying as a family every day, and then it just doesn't happen because of this or that? That's how I read this passage, as a built-in rhythm, a reminder to teach your kids about the things of God so that they can keep it going and teach their kids about the things of God. Does that make sense? That wasn't even the point I was going to make here, but there you go. The next part in verse 13 talks about how Sabbath was given so that you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Here's how I read this. Take a break. Get some rest. Stop doing all the things so that you have time to remember that all of that doing you're doing isn't actually going to make you holy before me. It's me that makes you holy through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Now, obviously, (laughs) it doesn't actually say that, and I'm interpreting through the lens of New Testament theology, but this is what the Lord revealed to me, so I'm sharing it. I think Sabbath, intentional weekly rest, is a way to remind ourselves that it's not by works that we are saved, but by the free gift of the grace of God. There's no arrival or completion here on earth in this life. There's There's just not. But more than that, it's God working through us that accomplishes anything. Anyways, scripture says in John 15 that without Jesus, we can do nothing. So again, I read this passage about God calling the Israelites to be sure to remember the Sabbath, even during all the work that has to be done to do the things that he instructed them to do as a reminder that even doing what he's asked them to do will not make them holy or right in God's eyes. They cannot earn right standing with God. And the same goes today. We cannot earn right standing with God. Everything God instructs us to do draws us closer to himself in relationship with him. So Sabbath is about recognizing our dependence on God and our ability to be in relationship with him because of Jesus. Now, this is just my take. And again, I've been learning the last few months um, right alongside as I've been sharing these things with you. And I think there's tons of research out there to do on Sabbath and many Bible scholars and people that have written amazing books about what the Bible says about Sabbath. That being said... My prayer is that this short episode really just whets your appetite for learning more, for seeking how the Lord is calling you to learn about Sabbath and live that out in your life. So I encourage you to go and do more research on it, read about it in the Bible, pray and ask the Lord for wisdom about it. Like I said, everything God calls us to do is about growing deeper in relationship with him. So he's not going to ask you to do it out of a legalistic mindset or um, the thought that you have to do this in order to please God. I will say walking in obedience to whatever the Lord is calling you to do will result in fruitfulness in your life and relationship with him, though. (laughs) Alrighty, now that I set up this idea of weekly rest, let's talk a little bit more practical about what this could look like for you. And I'll share what it looked like for me in the process of learning since, like I said, I've definitely not mastered this. Remember, through all of these ideas, though, to be seeking the Lord and asking him how he wants you to think about Sabbath in your own life. It's going to look different for each of you, but I'm hoping that keeping in mind um, the heart behind it, like like I shared before, will help you experience a joy and a freedom in taking time to rest weekly rather than thinking of it as another to-do. So the things that come to mind initially when I think about weekly rest are a true Sabbath day. Um, I also think of days of just not working your vocational job or days of intentionally stopping and seeking the Lord during certain times of the week or in various aspects of your week. Um your week-to-week living, aiming to live in peace rather than stress and chaos all the time. Um, Now, this last one is really more of an outcome of of being intentional about weekly rest. I think making time to rest and not work each week will 
create more peace and less stress in your life, right? I think as moms, sometimes it can be hard to think about Sabbath because we have kids to keep alive all the time, right? Our housework to keep up with and errands to run and all the things. But I think it's possible to be intentional about times of weekly rest, even with all those things you're responsible for. But it takes both planning and letting go of control and expectations. I was talking to my husband about this idea of Sabbath and weekly rest, and he pointed out that it's like unscheduled time or time where you have nothing scheduled, which is totally true. And at the same time, you have to schedule this unscheduled time as a busy mom. As I reflected more on this idea and and my story recently of applying some of these things, I realized how much of a mindset shift it is too. Actually, I want to explain this a little bit further with my own story. So years ago, actually even like one year ago, if I'm being honest, I did not know how to rest or how to stop, how to just sit and be. I was living so driven by tasks and activities that having nothing to do actually made me super uncomfortable. If I didn't have something planned, I planned something. I tried to fill every single moment of my days with something to do. In hindsight, I was doing this out of a fear Actually, I was afraid of what I would do in my quote-unquote free time. Because in the past, free time was usually spent binge-watching Netflix and letting myself get caught up in all these alternate realities, or it was spent eating, or both. (laughs) So as I began to develop healthier habits in my life, I stopped watching TV for the most part, and I began paying attention to what I was eating and how much I was eating. I worked on making better choices with my food and my time, but though I didn't see it then, I see it now. It was like I traded one unhealthy habit for another rather than addressing the root issue, my inability to sit with my feelings, my desire to want to control everything, my lack of trust in God, (laughs) to name a few. Over this last summer, I felt the Lord really calling me into a season of learning to rest in Him and live more present with myself and my family. I still tried to fill my time as much as I could, but I was enjoying it all, spending time with my kids, not stressing about this podcast or my coaching business or really much of anything at all. The Lord taught me a lot about himself during that time and a lot about myself too. Then as the school year started, I felt him leading me into more rest, which was weird because I suddenly had all the free time in the world with both my kids in school. And yet here I was wrestling with the Lord about how to use my time, what to do, how unproductive I was feeling, how purposeless I was feeling. And yet through it all, my seeking him drew me closer and closer, deeper in intimacy with him as I brought all of these emotions to him. It may look from the outside that I haven't done much with my life over the last few months, but man, oh man, has the Lord been doing some things in my heart. I think this is why he was leading me to share all about rest. He desires this for all of us. He desires close relationship with us. And part of developing a relationship with him is us slowing down and getting vulnerable and honest with him about what's been going on. I think living in constant busyness is such a distraction from what God wants to teach you and show you. That's how it was for me, at least. As I was praying and asking the Lord what to share today about weekly rest, this is what he said to me. Resting is what you do in your unscheduled time. It's making sure to have unscheduled time each week to slow down, be present, live in the moment, do something fun or relaxing. There's always more to do, more you think you have to get done, and that it will never end. But being able to take a break, rest in the middle of what you think you need to do, teaches you a surrender and reliance on me that translates into many other areas of your life. And it's funny, after he spoke that, I asked him for me personally where I needed to practice weekly resting better. And he said, not feeling restless during unscheduled times, learning to embrace them and enjoy them. 
Learn to see and enjoy what's happening in front of you instead of always looking ahead to the next thing or worrying about what you're not doing. (laughs) So that being said, I want to share how I rested this last weekend because it's literally a miracle of the Lord and nothing that I could have done or changed on my own. (laughs) I went from never sitting still, never hanging out at home unless I had to, always looking for something to do or keeping busy with chores or whatever else, anything to avoid boredom and those bad habits that I thought might sneak back into my life in those times of boredom. On Saturday afternoon, with nothing else planned until later in the evening, I was wondering what to do. I remembered that I had gotten some new coloring books and colored pencils from a retreat recently and thought it would be fun to do that for a while and even see if my seven-year-old son wanted to join in coloring one. These are the intense kind of coloring books that have all the different shapes and designs that form one bigger pattern or picture. They take time and concentration, and while I love them, I wasn't sure that my son would. But I asked and he joined me. I turned on some worship music and we colored away. And then my five-year-old son, who was hardly ever interested in anything where he has to sit still. He wanted to color too. I found him a coloring book and he joined in. Three hours later, we finally wrapped up coloring. Three hours. The whole time I couldn't help but take in every proud mama moment of how my kids were wanting to spend time with me. They were enjoying doing the thing that I was doing with them. I wasn't feeling like I needed to keep them on task or finish or rush them because we had other more important things to be doing. No, this, this was the important thing to be doing, spending time with my kids and not stressing or worrying or hurrying, just resting in the presence of the Lord and my family. What a blessing it was. And then on Sunday, it was a chilly fall day. And so my boys and I decided it was a good afternoon to sit by the fire pit and read together. For hours, we sat out there in the warmth and the smokiness of the fire, reading and talking and playing soccer and hanging out. And I soaked in every moment again of how special these times are. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure I had things I could have been doing. I could have been cleaning the house or organizing toys or cleaning out my car or the garage or helping my husband who was working hard all weekend staining our deck. Um, But there was just something inside of me that prompted me to choose rest, to choose time interacting with the kids over those other quote unquote productive things. I know it was the Lord, and and I can't tell you how refreshed I was going into the next week after a weekend like that. So my prayer for you is that you will, again, have a whetted appetite for wanting to learn more and seek the Lord in what weekly rest might look like for you. It might look like, I said before, a, a whole day of Sabbath where you don't work, where you don't do anything, where you're just present with your family. It might just look like moments here and there of, of planning unscheduled time where you have nowhere to be and you don't have to rush and you just get to be present. It may be mindset shifts for you that your to-do list truly is never ending and you can sit still and rest and not work on your to-do list because it's going to be there for you to do later. Um, I think a big thing that I've learned over this season is that the things that I think are urgent are not always as urgent as they seem. And that's where seeking the Lord through all of this has really, really helped me. I think through a lens of what the Lord shows you, he can teach you what is important and what isn't. I think I've shared this phrase on the podcast before, but something that has really impacted my life greatly over the last several years is just the phrase, I have time for all that God wants me to do today. 
And just repeating that truth to myself over and over again and recognizing that the Lord is the one who dictates my time anyways. And when I'm pursuing him and diving deeper into this life with him, I'm going to get done the things that I need to get done. And he's going to help me see what is important and what isn't. So again, I hope you were um, encouraged and challenged through all of this. Um, And I pray that you are blessed as you continue living healthy and empowered. And I'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.